Any views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent those of WSIC. All systems are a go. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on to your seats. Taking care of Iredell with North Carolina State Representative Jeff McNeely is about to begin in five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, Iredell County. Hey, good to be back here on the air. Um, got two guests today. Got Angela Wilkosh Matthews in. And uh, also going to have Gene Halp calling in. So we're going to do the county commissioners. We're back on that. Sorry, folks, I was gone last week for a little bit. I had to give my wife a little bit of time. This campaigning thing kind of makes you neglect family. And so I got her in the right situation. So then February is just going to be maddening, maddening. So uh, good to have you here in the, in the studio with me, Angela. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Good morning. I'm glad that you had me here, and I appreciate that. And glad that you guys got away maybe for a little early Valentine's celebration. That'll be about as good as it gets. You're right. That'll be about as good as it gets. Real quick before I get in talking with Angela, we got some questions and whatnot. Um, of course, you know, like I said, it's been a little bit, but Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race here a couple of weeks ago while I was gone. And now it's just President Trump and Nikki Haley. And South Carolina's coming this Saturday. And it will be interesting to see what happens after that. So we will see. Uh, I do think Ron DeSantis, there may be a chance for a VP nomination. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So we're not going to really take any calls today because we got two guests because I'm trying to get all this in before early voting, so I hate that. But uh, we'll, we'll get you soon. We'll get you soon. But we're going to go ahead and get on in. Also, one thing real quick, there is a forum coming up on February the 12th, so that's next week at 6.30 at the Agricultural Center down there, Auto County Extension Office, and it's going to be my race, the 84th District, and also the County Commissioners, and this is Farm Bureau putting this on, so this will probably have a little ag slant to it, but I hope you come out and get to hear what your candidates have to say. That's one of the reasons I like to try to do these interviews on air and let you know, just so you get to know these people and understand, because it's not easy. Win, lose, draw. You throw your name in the hat. Uh, you put yourself up for a whole lot of stuff that you didn't really ask for, and it gets tough. So anyway, just trying to get that out there, and so I hope y'all come out and you know learn a little bit about who, you, who you're voting for, who you're talking with. All right, we're going to go ahead and get on into this, Angela, if you're ready. How are you this morning? Sure, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, uh, I think it's been a big blur from Thanksgiving into Christmas to having a new grandbaby. Oh, wow, congratulations. Thank you. Abby uh, had her daughter, uh, 1st of January, and um, so now we're right in the middle of thick of tax season, campaign season, mm. and it's a, it's a busy time. I was telling you a little earlier that, uh, you know, this time of the year, it's seven days a week for mm. us, and you throw a campaign into the mix and and free time <laughs> it's eight days a week <laughs> yeah it, free time just sort of went out the window That's so, right. uh, but it's all worth it uh, at the end of the day i think um two years ago we had a primary in may mm -hmm. which gave me a little bit of relief but this time it's in march and so you just kind of have to in politics you kind of have to take what's thrown at you and just kind of roll with it well it's a good thing they pay us a lot about 13 14 thousand a year yeah it's, so yeah it's yeah, definitely yeah. worth the paycheck for yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> that we go through. Hey, uh, you know, this really ain't one of our questions, but maybe just tell us a little bit. Who is Angela Wilkosh Matthews? Who are you, ma'am? So, 
honestly, um, I wanted to start off and tell everybody a little bit about who I am. I was actually born just a just a few minutes from here at Iredell Memorial there Hospital, way, way, way back in 1973, and um, started out um, in this community. I started out at Wayside Elementary. I don't know if you remember yep, that school. Yep, yep, yep. And it's a shame. Every time I go by there, I'm kind of sad because that's where I started, you know, mm-hmm. my schooling, and ended up uh, graduating at West Iredell High School. All right. and, I'm a warrior. I get you. Yeah. So I uh, was in the band, you know, as a majorette there, and I played on the tennis team, okay. uh, involved, you know, pretty actively there at the school. And then I chose to uh, continue, pursue a career in accounting. So I went to Catawba College in Salisbury, mm. and I actually got my bachelor's degree in three years. So I worked really hard to kind of get through that. I wanted to be, you know, through school, wanted to start work and get my career going. Make some money. Yeah, yeah, because it's tough being a broke college kid, oh, yeah. that's for sure. And uh, so I wanted to start making some money, and I wanted to start studying for the CPA exam, because that's a really tough exam. Oh, yeah. And only 40% of folks post-college actually pass the exam. So it's something that you really have to put some time into. Yeah. So I'm used to really... Uh, putting my time in, doing my homework, showing up, studying for the test. So a couple of years ago, decided to kind of get involved in politics, and 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 that's that's where we're at now. Well, there you go. So yeah. this is your second go. You were, you ran two years ago, and so we're going at it again. So in other words, you you still ain't you still ain't got out of being insane because to do these jobs, you got to be a little crazy. You Just got to a, do this a smidge. Yeah. Last yeah. time there were ten, so yeah. this time there's seven. So maybe maybe seven's the lucky number. Uh, you never know. I hope so for you. You, never know, you work for hard sure. and you're working hard at it. So let's go ahead and we'll get into our questions here, folks. These are the same questions I asked Scotty Brown, and I'll and I asked. Melissa Nieder, and I asked Richard Coleman, and I'll ask Gene here later, and uh, Brad Howard. Brad's a little sickly, so he he was supposed to be on today, but we swapped him and Gene out, so we'll get to hear from Gene a little bit. Uh, Angela, why are you running? You've told us a little bit, but why are you running? Sure. So I think I have a, a true desire to build a better future for the county. Um, like I told you a few minutes ago, I've been here my whole life. I have a vested interest here. I run my small business here. It's, uh, it's very important that the county does well. And, of course, my children are here. I have three that I've raised here, and they're going to be living here, and now a granddaughter who's going to be living here. So, of course, I want what's best for, for the, the three kids and, of course, the grandkids that might come along in the future. So that's one of the reasons that I decided to run. Another is because I feel like I can be a voice for the people. So with my accounting practice in downtown states, well, I get the opportunity to talk to a lot of clients, and they come in, and probably just like you, if you go out to dinner or you go to the grocery store or load. There's no relief. There is no relief. You're Somebody is going to see you that knows you, right? And yeah. you're going to get quartered, and it's going to be a 30-minute conversation about, well, you know, I have a tax question, or I want to um, ask you about what's going on with local politics, or, you know, why are the commissioners doing this, or why are our state reps, you know, voting on this? And so you get involved in those kind of conversations. And, and I think at the end of the day, people just want somebody to to explain things to them, right? Like, they just want to understand and and. Of course, we're not always going to all agree, right, on what direction to go. And that's why we elect leaders, right? They're the ones that are going to be our guide. They're going to take us and make the, you know, the hard decisions for us. But I think people are 
uh, better with it when somebody talks to them, right, and engages with them. So that's what I try to do, and that's what I want to do if elected is is be that voice of communication with the people in this county so that when there are things that upset them or trouble them that we can kind of talk and work through them. And I want to encourage people, too, to be more engaged because I'm not sure – you know, I know that you're in Raleigh a lot of the times, but at the commissioner meetings and even at some of the school board meetings, um, the the participation is pretty low. Yeah. And people are going to have to, you know, be engaged. Um, the other reason that I want to run is because I want to take the skills that have made me successful in business and I want to apply those to, to run in the government, right? I think that we need to pick our best, our brightest, our uh, critical thinkers, our problem solvers, because our county is it's going through a lot of changes right now. And I think we're going to have to have folks in those positions who are able to, to work through and find newer solutions. Right. Um, you know, sometimes what's old is great and it works. But um, when we're you know faced with new problems, we're going to have to come up with new solutions. Yeah. And I, I always, you know, I was county commissioner, and you see this too. Uh, it, it helps to be a numbers person. It does, because it, it gives you a background um, to to know. Okay, we only have so many pennies in in the in the teal, right? Uh, and at the end of the day, you can only stretch those pennies so far. That's right. All right, we're going to take a hard break right here and be right back with Angela Matthews talking to her about county commission. Hang tight, folks. All right, back here for the uh, middle of the show. We got Angela Wilcox Matthews with us. She's running for county commissioner. We talked a little bit about who she is and what's going on with her, but now let's talk a little bit about the hard facts. Here we go. So, question number two there's a lot of talk about the budget increase this past year. Was it the right thing to do? And would you have done anything differently? So, if I think you were at the men's club meeting and I did a presentation and I have the schedule with me today and I kind of what I like to do is I really want to dig down into the facts right like I'm just that numbers person right mm -hmm. and I like to look at trends and and things like that inflation economics all that stuff comes into play especially when you're running local government so I did a schedule uh, for Iredale and all the nine contiguous counties that surround Iredale just to kind of see where we were in the mix and I mentioned that we did have a 26 percent budget increase from the 22-23 budget to the 23-24 budget. And when I looked at the other counties, we were we were way ahead. Um, the next closest county was Davie County at 10% of, of a budget increase. And there were actually three counties that had, you know, revenue neutral or yeah. no increase. And so I guess it's just governing style, right? And and I understand that we're faced right now with a lot of growth, a lot of changes here, a lot of people moving here, and that um, is playing a role into it. Inflation's playing a role into it. Um, I also know when I dug a little deeper into that budget that 30, there was a 50 million dollar increase in the property tax revenue, and that's mm -hmm. a hot topic that we'll talk about a little bit later. It was $50 million increase in the property tax revenue, but on the overall budget, $30 million was allocated to capital improvements, right? Yep, yep. So that would be things that, that we need to build, you know, buildings that we need to maybe refurbish or, or whatnot. So my understanding is that, and I don't know all the specifics because I'm not privy to that yet. And um, so I don't know all the specifics about how much is allocated to each project, but what I have been told is that some of those projects are actually on hold 
because we have a need now for a new elementary school, mm-hmm. which is going to be coming down the pike. So, not to mention there's a high school somewhere out there in <laughs> in, in, in the great beyond <laughs> that that we need to get built. Which I yeah. think the bids are going to be coming in pretty soon on that. So I think that that'll get rolling in 2024, which will be a good thing. But you know, my only philosophy is, and everything that we learned in economics class is that raising taxes during periods of high inflation is just really bad Mm -hmm. and it kind of stagnates your economy right and so when you start to raise taxes on on folks then everybody really starts holding their money right they really start Mm -hmm. saving and so what what that does is it's a trickle-down effect for like the retail businesses and things like that and ultimately it, it will come back around to the, at the government level because we get a lot of our revenue here locally from sales tax, right? Yep, yep. So if if people are holding their money and they're, you know, it, it's just that, that uh, mouse wheel that you're in, you know. So sometimes, in my opinion, we need to take a look at our wants and our needs. I've said that many times, too. We have to do that in our homes every day. And uh, we've been fortunate, um, a lot of uh, folks I know have been fortunate enough to have been able to provide, but we have some folks in this county who are on fixed incomes, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, monthly, they're either on Social Security or a set retirement or disability or you know different things like that. So their income is kind of fixed. So for them, the property tax increase was, was a bigger deal, right? Yeah. And I know you and I talked a little bit about the fact that I don't necessarily mind paying a little bit more, especially if I know we've got to build a school or we have something that's mandated by the Constitution, right, or mandated by the state mm-hmm. uh, as far as the Constitution says we have to maintain law and order, right? right. So we have to definitely, we're going to fund um, our sheriff's department. We're going to fund our EMS departments and those kinds of things because we have to. And then the state requires that we build the schools, right? So, so several of our schools right now are already you know, at capacity. So those are the things that I think as a county commissioner, we have to take a long look at. These are the things that we need. These are the things that are required by law. And then these are the things over here on the right that we want, right? Like we might want a new a new government building or we might want, you know, a new facility built. But right now, with the you know, with Joe Biden in office and the economy being the way that it is and people losing faith, you know, I just I think some of those things are going to have to continue to be put on hold, especially if you want to continue with the traditions here in Iredale, which are a conservative, balanced budget. Right. That's right. Yeah. It's something you can have. Yeah. And that's and that's all we can do. And I think sometimes people say the word conservative. Right. And, and we have to think about what does that mean? You know, conservative. It's thrown around real loosely. It is. And when you run in <laughs> politics, you, you hear it a lot, but but you don't see it a lot. That's right. right. That's so, right. My goal will be to come in, in into that position and just offer my skill set, right? Offer things that I have seen done in other counties, things that I've seen in other government agencies, things that they do, ways that we can trim up, uh, you know, ways that we can save up um, and make sure that we're meeting the needs of all the residents here in the county. All right. Well, I, you know, and, and, and this, it's not easy. It's not easy. Like I said, there's a balancing act between one side and the other, trying to make sure you don't overtax the people, but yet you still provide for the people. So it's not to, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. We'll take a look here. All right, question three. What is Iredell County? And you may have already talked a little bit about it, but maybe not. What is Iredell County's next big thing, and how are you going to go about handling it? How are you going to do it? 
So I think it's it's safe to say we talked a little bit about population and we talked about growth. And we talk about all of these apartment buildings, these cluster home developments going up and all of these folks moving in, which which is it's great, right? Like we're we're improving, we're getting some of the things that we need we've needed here since I was a child. I remember <laughs> I remember as a little girl when we used to drive up by Signal Hill Mall, it was just the craziest thing when we got a Burger King, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was, we were just t- you probably remember that too because yep. we had I nothing. Me- I remember when the Hardys came, <laughs> right? And my I remember my mom used to take uh, me to uh, Winston because she has family in Winston Salem, and we used to go there because they had all the fast food places, right? And when we got a Burger King, I just thought it was the greatest thing ever. So, so for me, the next big thing for Iredale County is going to be the schools. I I, I think that's going to be our biggest push because we're required to do so you know shepherd elementary they're already at capacity Mm -hmm. and a couple of the high schools are too so we're not gonna have a choice right and so we're gonna have to figure out how to pay for for those things and the more we grow the only way to to sort of uh balance that is is to do some things that will help kind of slow the growth and i know a lot of people say well why can't we just um you know, do moratoriums. You know, why can't we <laughs> illegal? <laughs> why why can't why can't we just um, impose impact fees on these developers? Illegal again. And and I thought it was interesting, so I did some digging on that topic, and I thought to myself, well, this thing went to the Supreme Court, right, in North mm-hmm. Carolina in 2016, and ago. I thought. I thought to myself, let me go look up the the party affiliation for the members uh, of the Supreme Court in 2016. And we, the Republicans had the majority. Did you mm-hmm. know that? Yep. And they struck down impact fees. Yep. Right? So we can't do it. So my thoughts were when I uh, took a longer look at things, I thought, well, why don't we at least, it, it won't be a huge impact, but it'll help. Why don't we increase our permit fees just a little bit, right? And that way these developers can kind of, pick some of that up right and it'll be a little bit extra money you know in the till for the county okay so um you know that's um you know what i think is going to happen i think some of the other stuff like i said it would be nice to have it jennings park is going to be great when it's finished and i think that what a lot of people are missing the ones that are opposed to that project what they're missing um in regards to that is that parks like that a lot of people that have kids know that they travel, right? If you travel for soccer, for baseball, yeah. different sports, you might drive two hours or four hours to go play somewhere. And and each time you do that, you're staying in a hotel, mm-hmm. right? So you're paying occupancy tax. So that county is benefiting from that. And that's a voluntary tax, which I'm huge on voluntary versus yeah. mandatory. I hope we have time to talk about that. But you're also going to be close. We got about three, yeah. two and a half. <laughs> and you also have a you're spending money in their restaurants and their retail yep. stores, so that's sales tax revenue for the counties. So for the folks that are opposed to to projects like Jennings Park or maybe the fairgrounds, I would say think about that money as an investment, right? That's going to come back, mm-hmm. um, you know, tenfold, right? When folks come here and they stay in our hotels, when they spend money, uh, they patronize our small businesses. It's going to be a boost for our economy, and I think that um that we need to to focus more on stuff like that all right and kind of the last thing it, it you know do you is there something that you really really want to do if you get in is what is angela matthew's passion what project would she like to see get done you've talked a lot about different things you know so as far as a particular passion i would have to say there's nothing in particular i want to work for the people right so i think sometimes when you attach your name to a building or a project 
you're you're losing focus on what you were elected to do, right? You're elected to serve the people, to work for the best interests of the people. And if you say, okay, I want to build building X, right? And I want my name attached to building X because I want to be remembered for that 30 years from now that I built building X. I don't I want to be known as the person who who went in there and who who ran that checkbook like I run my checkbook at home. Right. Yep. That I made sure that everybody had the same opportunities here, that that everybody was taken care of and that that we followed the Constitution. We provided what we needed to for the residents of Iredell County. All right. We got about maybe 40 seconds here. Uh, how, how can we get up with Angela Matthews, social media? You own everything. So, sure. I'm on uh, Facebook and I did I did do a big website or anything like that because to me I think it's really important to encourage people to vote I hope that everybody will talk to family and friends and, and that they'll vote uh, vet your candidates know what they stand for um, and how will they vote and will they follow the Constitution and and really pay attention to how folks are campaigning because I think that, that there's some important lessons that we can learn there that if folks are spending frivolously during their campaign are they going to spend your tax dollars frivolously Listening. All right. Well, Angela, good luck. Appreciate you having you on the show. Folks, stay tuned. we got Gene Help coming up for the second half, but don't go nowhere. All right. Back here for the second half of the show. i got Gene Halp on the phone this morning. He's did a switcheroo with Brad Howard, and I appreciate him for that. Let's see if we can bring him in there. Gene, are you there? Hey, good morning. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good. Appreciate you having us on. Oh, you're welcome. Let everybody get to hear a little bit. So anyway, hey, um, you know, been a commissioner now, what, eight years at least, ten? Uh, going on, yeah, I'm in my fourth term seeking my fifth term. So that's right. All right. So, hey, so a lot of people know you. I know. But go ahead. Who is Gene Halp? For somebody that maybe just moved into the area, and there's a lot of that, who's Gene Halp? Tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll jump into the questions. Okay. Um, again, thanks for having us on today. And uh, I'm a Christian. I'm a conservative. I'm a husband, dad, uh, brother, and uh, friend of a lot of people. I'm honored to serve Idaho County, like I said, in my fourth term, seeking my fifth term. I'm a small business owner, retired law enforcement. So, um, you know, just a regular person, blue-collar guy that's trying to make a difference for 200,000 people in this county. And, and also, I'm a District 12 rep for the NCACC, North Carolina Association of County Commissioners. So I'm honored to serve eight counties in the in the region, not just Idaho County. Well, I know you, you got a lot going on, and you're involved. You're deep into it. You're an incumbent, and that's a handy thing. I think I done messed around here. I got to get my questions back up now. Hang on here. I got about 18,000 okay. texts while Angel was on here, so don't let me get lost in this here. Hold on here. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. All right. I should know these things by heart, Gene. You know, I'll show you I ain't paying attention <laughs> like I should. But anyway, first question. First question. And, and I know you've been asked this a lot. You're, you're like me. You're, you're crazy. That's why we do these things. Uh, we run for office. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, why are, you, why are you seeking re-election? What is it you want? Well, I think, I think that the people, like I said, people have trusted me and trusted my experience and my leadership for four terms. You know, I'm seeking my fifth term. Um, since I've been here, you know, I've been a steady voice for the people. I work with my fellow commissioners. I work with all of our local, state, and federal people on behalf of our citizens of Idaho County. 
you know, we've worked to lower taxes. We've cut waste. We, you know, we've supported schools, safe schools with the sheriff and law enforcement. Um, we have, you know, our, our workforce development, working with our school systems is one of our biggest factors. That's why we're one of the best counties in the state of North Carolina. We're number two ranked right now, yep. as you know, as, as a county, and we're number two state in the country as far as economic development. But I think, and I told you I was the NC, uh, ACC District 12 director. They won't, tell, they won't the, tell the people what that is, so they'll know. That is a North, North Carolina Association of County Commissioners. Yep. They, I'm elected. There's eight counties in District 12, and I'm elected by the seven other counties, my peers. I'm in my third term on that board, which is also historic. So apparently, you know, they think I've done a good job. They've reelected me. But that gives us a voice in the region, gives us a voice in Raleigh and, and on NACO. You know, when we send you guys at the state and federal level our legislative goals for each county and then, and then each state, that helps us have a voice for Iredell County. You know, you've been a, com- a former commissioner in the legislature. You caucus with former county commissioners yeah. in, the, in the legislature to try to make sure we don't get the unfunded mandates back down on the county level. You know, so you know how important that is. Oh, but yeah. I, hope that, I hope that my being there, they've trusted me for four terms. Um, I've worked hard for the people. I've had budget discipline. It's a team effort. You know, there's five commissioners. My voting record is a, almost 100% exact on every major issue in the county of, since I've ever served with, you know, all the commissioners before me, my current commissioners that I serve with and staff. You know, we're, we're not perfect, but, you know, we have a lot to be proud of in Otto County and in this region. We have a lot of growing pains, but, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the county commissioners do not control what the towns and municipalities approve, like with their residential zoning and other things. So, you know, the towns and municipalities do infrastructure, and the DOT does roads uh, outside of the municipalities. And so county commissioners do not control, you know, what these towns and municipalities approve in their ETJs and their uh, and their town limits. As you know, the Mooresville commissioners are called commissioners as well, and there's some people that are intentionally either lying or misleading the public, trying to make people in the south end upset that the county commissioners for some approvals of residential growth, when we've tried to have balanced growth, we've tried to encourage them to slow down the residential growth because, as you know, you always want the residential growth to to process slower than your business and industry because right. the business and industry helps keep your property taxes lower. And I'm proud in my tenure that if any time that we've ever done a school bond, it was voter approved. So I've never voted to raise people's taxes without their approval. You know, this time we had a historic reduction in the tax rate. Uh, you know, I heard Angela talking about some people think that we raise taxes. The values during the reval went up, which is controlled by the buyer and seller. But the county commissioners, you know, we reduced the rate almost four cent to give as much relief as we could. But, you know, with 26 county departments, Jeff, and we help fund three school entities, most counties have one, and we have three. So about 50% of our budget annually goes to the school entities, whether that's current expense or capital expenditures. And our mandated function is, you know, building schools. That's our largest mandated capital function. And so I just hope I, – I really love people. I heard you and Angela talking about engaging, and I heard Scotty and I think Coleman and Melissa, when they were on there, talked about, you know, we wish our commissioner's room was full every meeting we have. People are busy. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think – you know, that's why I, th- I think it's important people understand that my voting record is the same as the commissioners I've served with. We've made the best decisions of the options we have. 
And I always tell people, before you judge our actions, at least ask us our options, you mm. know? Yep. And so a lot of people don't realize what we do as commissioners. Even some that are running don't realize what our roles are. <laughs> and that's not a slight. No, I'm not, that's not a slight. I'm just saying it takes one to two years to really get acclimated to that job. And you know that. And, uh, and that's kind of why I was sniggering. Until you sit there, it's hard to understand what's happening. Well, you don't. it's hard to understand, and people don't realize the um, the the – complexity of it and then having a great relationship like i pride myself with with the elected officials on the local level state and federal i call it the network people call me to get help with veterans services and you know you know reaching out to our federal offices you know virginia fox and bud now and mchenry when he was there and others to try to get our veterans some help the problem is under a, a democrat administration 80% of the people working from home. Yeah. you got 20% of the people trying to do 100% of the people's job. And I'll just say, to be, Bidenomics is not working in this country. No, it's so, not. not. I'm not, I'm not know, buying it. I'm not renting yeah, it, as they say. I, well, and, and that's just a fact. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. America should be first. We should keep God in our life. That The values and morals that you and I were raised with, is what this country needs again. That's right. But it shouldn't be part. It should not be a partisan issue to put America first. Stand up for your flag. Respect the military and people that died Amen. to give you that ability. So you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir for most people that's listening to your show and you. But it's important on the local level. We're the people that the people in this county call us because they know us. We're here in, in the trenches, and we advocate their values all the way up to Washington with you guys and and in Washington. So that's why it's important for our taxpayers to continue supporting people like myself that has proven that I that I fight for them. I, I concentrate on uh, accessibility to the public. As you know, it takes a lot of time running your own business. Mm. You and I both, I'm sure, are on the phone more than I'm not traveling around this county and, and for other things because when people call, they're frustrated. They want somebody to answer yeah. the phone or call them back and help them if they can. That's and right. that's what I pride myself in doing. They've trusted me for four terms. I've not let them down. I always tell them the truth. Before we do their, anything with their money, Jeff, we tell them what it's for, uh, how much it's going to be. And, we, you know, I see a lot of slogans with campaigns, um, not just in my race, but every conservative slogan ought to be, you know, lower taxes, um, balance growth, support emergency services, safe communities, all these things that it should be every conservative's safe platform. Safe schools, everything, yeah. Yeah, and so we've done that. Right. You know, not bragging. I want to say we've got a lot of things to be proud for, Jeff, as you know, and we've lowered the tax rate. We've we've never done anything the citizens didn't approve us to do in my tenure. The Jennings Park project that we have, you know, that'll be an investment return in our county. Angela mentioned some things about the people coming here, spending money, tax dollars for hotels and restaurants and all those things. The more sales tax revenues we bring in, that helps pay bills as well. And with two interstates in Ardell County, over 50% of that sales tax revenue in Ardell County is paid by people who don't even live in Ardell County. That's why I've always said that's the fairest tax you can have if you have to go to the people with additional tax revenue. But I pride myself in in the fact that I've been steady for people. They can trust me. I tell them the truth. Um, they don't always agree with us, but more and more people nowadays are calling and want to know what our options are. And I think that's important for anybody 
is before you judge somebody's option or judge somebody's actions, ask them their options. Well, and you know, a lot, a lot of times the options you get, you don't like any of them, so you take the, you know, exactly, the, you, you take the best you can of the worst there is, and that's just where it's at. Uh, well, and, and the and the frustrating part that I get, and, and you're a small business owner, people call me and they're very frustrated. Uh, you know, Angela mentioned, and other people on your shows mentioned, you know, the rate of inflation and people's incomes are not rising as fast as the cost of groceries and gas and rent, utilities, and all these things, and these people are really concerned. And they're frustrated. I understand that. We, that's why our board uh, lowered the tax rate more than any other board in history. But we couldn't have done it more than we did, Jeff, because we wouldn't be able to meet the responsibilities and obligations we have for the 26 county departments, the 19 fire departments we helped with, three rescues, three educational entities. It would have been irresponsible to lower it more than we did. And then when we approved Jenny's Park to proceed, some of the other projects, you know, the growth in the budget this year had some capital stuff in it was a reason for some of that. But we put the other functions on hold, like fairgrounds, the health department, hey, Jim, all those other things until the schools come back. we got a hard break here in five seconds. So this whole time, okay. keep, keep that idea. We're coming right, right back, folks. Don't leave me. All right. All right. All right, here back here with the last part of the show. Got Commissioner Gene Halp on the line. Let's see if we can bring him back in. He was wound up pretty good, so we'll see if we can get him going. Hey, Gene, you there? <laughs> I, I'm here, man. Trying to fit a lot in and I a know. little bit of time. It's hard, brother. It's the fastest iron in the history of the world, and I do this every week. That's but, uh, right. You've already talked a little bit about it. Here's the next question. You can maybe rehash a little bit, and we can move on, whatever. There's a lot of talk about the budget increase from the past year. Was it the right thing to do, and would you have done anything different? And I think you done talked a lot about about it. Would you have done anything different if you had a do-over? No, I wouldn't. Our biggest thing is, you know, we always have to make sure we're communicating with our taxpayers and constituents in our county. As I said, you know, in a philosophy, business philosophy, if you're not growing, you're you're dying. So we live in a number two state in the country and a, and a top ten county in most every other category or county-wise, number two also. But, you know, we have a lot to be proud of, but a lot of our budget increase this year we had capital projects and things in there, plus we had to, you know, we've approved expenditures for our volunteer fire departments and emergency services, all emergency services and all those things because our citizens uh, expect and deserve top-notch emergency services. We've invested, you know, in law enforcement, raises for all these people. We've got to recruit and retain the best employees in all of these capacities to serve the citizens. You know, and so the what our board decided to do is we proceeded with Jennings Park in one phase instead of three because then we felt like that's an investment and we'll have a return to the citizens when that's finished, right? Yeah. And then the um, the the fairgrounds and health department, some of those other projects that's in the budget for expansion or a new health department, we put that on hold because, as you know, our mandated capital expenditure is schools. We've already got the high school we've been waiting on since the, you know, in 2020, the the citizens approved an $80 million bond. And because of the cost of construction materials, you know, that's national that the cost of construction materials up, that came in at a booming $200 million. Mm. Well, we've asked the schools to go back now and get some additional estimates, consider maybe doing it in phases if we have to. Um, and those are the type of things we're waiting on. So we felt like it, that the prudent thing to do would put the the county's projects on hold, which we've always done 
to make sure we could meet the needs of our mandated functions. We told a lot of people no over the years, Jeff, yep. every board I've ever served on, to be able to say yes. But you, you can't proceed with your county-elected projects until you meet your mandated projects like the school, the capital projects like the schools. You mentioned, and Angela and all your other guests have mentioned, you know, you've got a high school now we need to proceed with this because of the growth. We've got elementary middle schools that we that's already on the horizon in the, in, immediately now or in the near future. But by putting some of these things in this year's budget on hold, Jeff, and we lowered the tax rate almost four cents, we can take the money we're saving that we could we were to proceeded in this year's budget, hopefully, and pay the overage for the high school if it comes in reasonable. We've already approved, you know, potentially forty million over the eighty, and we could use that revenue that we've put on hold right now from a business perspective to maybe pay that and save interest rates for the county when we get that number back for the school. You know, because that money being in the budget will be recurring annually, and you can use it for capital projects, whatever they may be, schools or county. And so that we made that business decision working with the staff and the manager to do that while we're waiting on these mandated numbers to come in from the school. And we've always put the county's projects on hold to be able to make sure we were doing the right thing for the mandated things you and I have to do. You and I, you know, we have to pay our rent and mortgage and utilities right. before we go out go out to eat with our family. So the county is a $300-plus business that we help run every day. The county commissioners, as you know, we set policy. The manager runs day-to-day. And, you know, the emergency services, we've had to put – we've invested in those guys to where we've got firemen and rescue people in those stations 24-7, Jeff. The EMS is, is getting hammered because of the call volumes. Our other county services, we've got good people, but, you know, we've got to recruit, retain, and replace people as they retire. And the citizens in this county deserve that. So my role, working with the other county commissioners, is to tell the people the truth. We've made good, steady business decisions. We've got the airport I served with Steve Johnson on. Yep. Um that's a huge asset in this region, as you know. I don't think people understand how it works. Industry. They don't understand people how People don't realize the importance of the, having an airport like that. It's one of the best in the region. And with your business leaders being able to fly in and they don't have to go to Charlotte getting that traffic, it's been a huge asset. We've gotten – you guys have helped get millions of dollars uh, from the state and federal agencies back home for the airport, the fairgrounds, road construction, schools, the sheriff's office, boats. You guys, have, I'll give you credit. You guys have done a great job Thank you. getting things back home. Um, and, and that's just the truth of it. We all work hard. Are, are we perfect? Do you guys uh, sometimes have to make decisions that's not uh, the best for us here? Sure. But you guys are having to give and take in Raleigh to try to get people to cooperate with you guys to get you know things back for Idle County. And we understand that. But it's like anything else. You and I or anybody else are not going to always agree. But I tell people politics is a lot like a GPS. The address you put in there is the same, but it gives you at least three options to get there. Mm. All of of our options as conservatives is safe communities, lower taxes, managed growth, managed business, lower, you know, a workforce. Our schools, Jeff, does a great job on training our workforce. We've got a growing county with business and industry, 
And if that business and industry continues to outpace residential growth, that keeps our property taxes low. People have disposable income when they have better jobs. They can go to our restaurants, Jeff, as you know, and 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 everybody benefits. There's jobs out here for people if they want to work. That's right. And a lot of counties, people say, well, so-and-so county lowered their taxes more than you did or whatever. I said, we're the leader. They want to be like us. I said, we lowered our taxes as much as we could to give you the relief we could, but it would have been irresponsible to lower the tax rate more than we did with all the responsibilities and obligations we have, Jeff. Those surrounding counties, I can tell you, talking to the commissioners firsthand, they'll raise them taxes back up sooner than later because they allowed the political pressure to drive the, the decision instead of good, sound business practices. And and they'll get hammered raising the taxes back up more than they would have lowering them less. Wow. Because I, I, I pride myself with the other commissioners uh, is to tell the public the truth. You know, and this is what and this is what we did. We gave as much relief. There was discussion on not lowering it at all, Jeff, because of all the responsibilities and obligations we have. But we said we've got to give our citizens some relief as much as we can. And that's what we did. And our our manager had to change her budget message at the last minute because we made that final decision after we got all the numbers in that we had been waiting on. And, we, Jeff, we make good business decisions. But a lot of times citizens are frustrated. They're emotional. They make comments like, you know, kicking incumbents out because they're frustrated with things. That is not in my control as a county commissioner. I don't control the border. You know, the fentanyl coming here. you know here, what? I don't either, but people think we I do. I know. Well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. But but we we get to get the frustration because we're in the trenches locally with people. And we advocate to you guys in Raleigh, to our re- legislators and president, when we had a Republican president, because he would listen mm-hmm. and he would answer the phone. I know. You know, the, why, why, why would it be a partisan issue, Jeff, to not protect your border? I, you know, why would you ever defund police. I mean, some of this stuff is just ridiculous. I Even, know. You know, I tell my Democratic colleagues that I represent as a county commissioner, guys, you've got to secure your borders. You don't leave your doors unlocked at home. You know, the, the people that carry weapons to protect their families. You know, this is crazy. You know, you've got to do the right thing in common sense. Keep God in our lives. Our schools, It's it, we've had suicides in our schools, Jeff, because of social media and things that these kids are involved in. And we've got to have great teachers and administrators and and stuff in our school systems because that is training our workforce, Jeff. And as long as we have a trained workforce, our business leaders are going to come here if we have good schools, low taxes, access in and out of our county with the airports, interstates, you know, all of those things. But there's a big spectrum of things a lot of people don't understand particularly. But they trust us to make these decisions, and I tell people every day, Jeff, before you judge my actions, understand that whether you voted for me or my four other colleagues, we have voted the same 99% of the time on every major issue because it was the best decision of the options we had. And And I have people all the time say, you know, that makes a lot of sense, Gene. You know, my votes are the same as theirs, and whether they voted for me or them, we are doing the best we can for them with the options we have. And more and more people, when you have an opportunity to talk to them, 
More and more people understand that, Jeff, and they're like, you know, that makes a whole lot of sense. It does. Now, do you remember that time you asked me one time, said, well, what are we going to do about it? I said, well, Gene, we're going to do it as cheap as I know how, and we're going to do it as fast as I know how. And you said, you know what? You're exactly right, and that's what we do. And that's, that's what we Well, do. the biggest thing is, is do it as efficiently as you can. You try, to, you try to put the fires out when you have the fires where you need to. We've got an awful lot of wonderful people in this county, and we've got, we've got a lot of, I call them opportunities uh, instead of problems. Because a lot of people would love to have the opportunities and problems we have. That's right. We just have to continue working together with the citizens to navigate through this economy. And I hope my my steady leadership, my trust, I get along with all my commissioners and work on their behalf, our staff, you guys, Washington. There's a lot of problems in the country. I get it, and, and I agree with that. But But we need to continue communicating. We're transparent to our people. I hear people might use that word easily that we need to be transparent. We're all transparent. Our meetings are open to the public. We have recorded minutes every meeting. They can log on at their leisure and watch the meetings, Jeff. Those we everything we do is transparent to the people. Hey Gene, I got we're gonna have to stop go I gotta get my prayer in. But hey, all right, Gene Hap, running for reelection, folks. I appreciate you coming on, Gene. Let me go to my prayer. Just hold with Thank me. Thank you. God bless you. Yep. Hey, dear Heavenly Father, dear Lord, just be with us, watch over us, take care of us, lead us and give us direction, give us wisdom as we're elected, dear Lord, to lead these people. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Hey, happy birthday out there, Alice Yunt Teague, the big six O. Say y'all. You've been listening to North Carolina Representative Jeff McNeely. Join Jeff again next Monday morning at 11.05 for Taking Care of Iredell on News Talk WSIC.